Jordan is on best. Harper's on middle. Play together, they believe. Um, if there's Levert, it's cold. Levert, back in. Speed. Oh, he's a one-man wrecking crew. Holiday, shot clock down to six. Finds one. three. Welcome to another edition of the Indy Cornrows Podcast. This is Pacers After Dark coming at you live after the Phoenix game. Uh, a game in which the Pacers won, which is not something we've been able to say a lot over the last month of basketball. Um, I'm joined by Rhett Bauer and Derek Kramer, two of uh, my favorite people to talk about the Pacers with. Guys, how are you doing tonight? Don't talk about the game. Just tell me how you're doing. A good. It was a win. That's all I'm going to say about the game. Derek, how are things on uh, your end, man? Yeah, I'm good. Um, lots of adulting lately. I got my first COVID vaccine. Oh, congrats. We we refinanced our house and like cut off a, like seven years on our house loan, which is amazing. So okay, that's that's good, fantastic. Good weekend for, for the family. The, a good week in the Kramer household. Even better because Karis Levert played basketball tonight. Um, this was awesome. Just like from an overall standpoint of – the fact that what where we've what, everything's transpired with the Pacers uh, and and Karras himself just to get to this point, uh, I I think the first thing I would ask uh, each of you is just what did you think about his game overall? Um, I, I thought I mean there's obviously clear signs of rust. The dude hasn't played in over a month, um, but I thought overall he brought so much that we can we can dive into. But what, what were your first impressions? Uh, rebounding first off, I think there were a couple boards where the Pacers team of last week would have boxed out their man or like been in the general vicinity of their man and then watched the ball bounce and it would have turned into an offensive rebound for the, uh, for the Suns. And Karras was just really aggressive and going after the ball. I feel like, um, especially, I mean, he had a couple offensive rebounds as well. That was awesome. But, uh, I mean, that I, the rebounding was what I took away the most. I think. I think for me, the like the biggest thing is like it was just that missing creator, other than Brogdon and Domas, that the offense was just desperately needing for so long. Um, you can just you can really just see it in terms of the balance. Like we haven't seen this like level of balance in terms of like taking the shot attempts in a long time, like Brogdon had 16, Domas had 13, Levert had 14, Holiday had 12, Doug had 13. Like, it's it's not been that balanced in a long time. Um, hopefully that can consistently continue. Yeah, definitely. I, I agree. I think that was my biggest takeaway was just the overall flow was so much better. Um, you had, it, it, like, I, I tweeted this out too. I mean, you could see, like, the way that teams were actually, I mean, he was he was drawing double teams, and that, that was the f- first guy who was consistently doing it since Vic's been gone. Um, so you can just see how that automatically impacts things, uh, getting way more open looks. Um, it helped that guys were actually hitting their open looks tonight because there were open looks against the Lakers yesterday, and they seemed to, to miss every single one of them. Um but, yeah, ultimately, I mean, that was huge. And I also thought, too, I mean, his playmaking was great. He only finished with two assists, but um, his court vision is, is really, really quality. Uh, and I also like, too, 
he gets downhill and, and and tries to finish at the rim, uh, which was fantastic. He only got to the line twice tonight, but four times. Uh, well, I mean, two trips. Oh, though. got right. Yeah, yeah. Nah. it's it's, it's like it's like talking about playoffs and playing. It's like dude, what what is it really? Who knows? Um, but no, I I mean, just the fact that there was a real downhill threat that wasn't just Malcolm. Uh, I thought that was huge. You you get Malcolm off ball a little bit more. Um, overall, just a fantastic game. One thing I want to talk about, too, and transition to, uh, the defense, even last night, I thought the defense was really good uh, compared to how it has been, I, I guess I should say. Um, and obviously, I mean, there were a couple of miscues that happened early on with Karras. Like, there was a missed switch that ended up in a wide-open basket from, I think, Mikhail Bridges. Um, but overall, I mean, adding a guy like Karras who has length and is not going to get you killed on that end, huge as well. Um, this was pretty close to one of the best defensive games that they've played this year it feels like but overall they're 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 seeming to find a groove what do you what has stood out to you guys defensively that's maybe been a little bit different i think, I think I, uh sorry Rhett. no um, go ahead. i think i noticed like just domas and brogdon got like their hands on the ball a lot more than yeah. we've seen like it was a lot more active hands Obviously, Miles was like dominant in that third quarter. One of those classic Miles stretches at the rim. Um, it just felt like they were way more active than they have been. Yeah, and I think that it's such a stark contrast between like probably 10, 15 games ago when Sumner wasn't really playing. But you could see Sumner and Lavert were making the Suns uncomfortable on closeouts. Like they were flying around arms and legs everywhere. And that that's just what we've talked about missing. Um, Levert, I don't think is like a super high level athlete in terms of NBA player, but he is probably one of the better athletes on the team and adding that dimension into the defensive scheme that Bjorkman wants to play is huge because before Levert was back, Sumner was really the only guy that had the length and the quickness to, to really threaten somebody on those closeouts. And so seeing Lavert be able to do that tonight, uh, like statistically speaking, it didn't look like one of the better games because it's like not too many turnovers and a decent amount of steals and blocks, but just overall team defense, I think, uh, was was huge. Well, they were sound. I think that was the biggest thing that, st- that stuck out to me in the last couple of games. Like uh, it's the initial – like the one, like they're they're fine containing the initial drive, but then it's the scramble that they get into after it that that's killer. And yesterday, um, I mean, they were able to stop fourth, fifth, consequent uh, drives and closeouts. Um, they've been a lot better and just more contained instead of some of the flybys that they've been doing, which that killed them late yesterday. I think TJ uh, TJ McConnell had like the late uh, closeout that went right past Kuz and Kuz hit the corner three, but. Um, like tonight, even you're looking, uh, they, they just were so much more disciplined and, and contained and uh, preventing a lot of the secondary actions and, and being able to, to get back across the floor in time uh, out to out, out the shooters. And that was huge. Um, that, that's really stood out. And also, too, I mean, Miles was just fantastic tonight. I know a lot will. That, that was one of the only discrepancies I had. I thought, my, uh, Derek, you tweeted about this. Um, it really felt like Miles should have been playing more down the stretch. You know, I mean, I say only, but he finished with 29 and almost almost 30 minutes. Domas played 43, and not to say that I mean Domas had a fantastic game tonight, but um, I mean, you could immediately feel 
the when Miles's presence was was off in that fourth quarter stretch when it when the Suns were able to narrow the gap a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, and it's the same thing that happened against the Lakers. Like, I I don't understand why it took so long to get him back into that game last night, especially. Um, one thing uh, defensively, you, know, you mentioned like they had maybe one of their best games in a long time, and they were also missing a certain player. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jeremy Lamb. So, like, at what point? Because um, you talk about like discipline defense. Obviously, that's when Jeremy's downfall uh, this season. Like, at what point does he lose his spot in the rotation? Yeah, I would say it's kind of happened. Like, not completely, not to be completely frozen out of the rotation, but with Lavert in, like, I don't, I don't know. We played. 10 deep tonight and lamb was not one of them. Well, he was out because of a sore knee. So I know, but I'm just saying, are we going to play 11 deep most nights? I, I doubt that. I don't know. Yeah. That'll yeah. be interesting. How the Sumner and holiday lamb minutes, how those go down. Well, yeah, no, definitely. And Aaron played, I mean, both Aaron and Ed played fantastic tonight, but Aaron was, I mean, I thought you could almost, you could, you could have warranted more than nine minutes. Uh, but he he just looked assertive. Uh, he was aggressive, and he felt he, he was confident in what he was doing. I mean, he he didn't second guess any of the shots he was taking. Uh, he had some uh, fantastic reads. Like a lot of the times, we'll talk about Aaron, and um, he drives to the rim and doesn't really seem to have a plan. Uh, he felt really good, and he had one of the drives. He, he wasn't really settling for a floater, which I appreciated. He was really good with his floater yesterday against LA, but. Um, I feel like in some some regards, he's better when he just drives to the rim without settling for the floater. Uh, and if he doesn't have a good look, if he passes out, it's a win. And and he had a couple of really good reads tonight. Um, I was impressed with Aaron. And, and then Ed, too, obviously bust the zone uh, with corner three. His like his three, it's not uh, obviously it's not like league average or anything yet, but he's shooting above 30 percent and it looks better and he's more comfortable taking it. And uh I don't know. Edmund Sumner is just, we're at the point now, Derek, you and I have talked about this and you and I have to rep, but like, I just, the fact that it's taken this long for Edmund Sumner to be in at least 10 to 15 minutes per game guy a night is like ridiculous to me, but I'm just so glad it's finally happened for him. Yeah. It's, a, it's like Rhett mentioned earlier. Like he, he fits new Nate's like defensive philosophies better than anyone on the roster other than miles, like he's easily the, like probably the best perimeter defender in terms of how he wants them to play that way. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's really baffling that it's taken this long, but hopefully he sticks in the rotation now. I could not agree more. I I think I've said something about Sumner every single post game that we've had, uh, until he started getting minutes, but I think that it's especially interesting. Aaron had, as good of a game as he could have had given the minutes that he played. And yet he still only played nine minutes. And that's just, it's just going to be really, really interesting to see where those minutes go. Yeah. He didn't get in in the second half. I don't think. Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. And that's with Lovert only playing 27 minutes. So like you have to assume he's going to be up closer to 30. So those three minutes have to come somewhere. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Positive. Uh, minutes wise that we haven't mentioned McConnell's minutes went way down with Levert coming in. And I think that's another benefit to having that secondary creator where you don't have to rely on McConnell as much to create so much offense and 
he's obviously a much better player when he's only playing 20 to 25 minutes instead of 30 to 35 like he had been for a while. Yeah, no, definitely. That's a great point. And I think you see that too with like Doug. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to attribute it at all to Doug, but like he took a, like one of the threes he hit that one when it, I think it was his first three that he hit. That was like one of the shots that we expected Doug to, to take and make last year. Um, and obviously he's hit some of those this year, but he just felt in rhythm and he looked fantastic tonight. Um, having a more natural spot coming off the bench and he has been recently, but just being able to uh, actually like, like that, the second unit felt like the second unit from last year for like the first time this season. Um, and I thought that was huge and it's going to be huge moving forward. Cause that's, that was a huge calling card of, of the team in the last two years. Um, and, and Doug starting to maybe find his, uh, his spot there will be huge. And it's not like he's had a bad season, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, overall, just like the pace that they were able to play with was fantastic. Like they had that run um, early in the second quarter when they, I think they scored like 10 or 12 points in, in the first minute and a half. Um, and that's just what we, what we were, we've been kind of waiting to see from that group. So it's been awesome to really get that, that grasp and hopefully it's going to be here to stay moving forward. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I think another positive is looking at the shooting from, holiday like justin and karis like they were eight for 26 and two of 10 from three and yet we still won by double digits and that's mostly on the back of turner and simona shooting like missing a total of five shots but uh if they can shoot so poorly and we can still win that just it's just strength in numbers when it comes to that they can have poor shooting nights and still come back or not come back and just get out to a huge lead and pull off a win yeah especially uh team like the Suns who had just been absolutely on fire for so long they're still like second in the west right like that's that's a huge win yeah exactly I've been uh I've, I've kind of had this game circled on my calendar for a while because I'm I, you know th- it was a really great game to start the year um we knew that they were probably going to struggle a little bit with CP3 and, and Devin Booker and they actually played pretty well I thought the watching Malcolm and and Devin Booker go at each other was was pretty fun um what I think that, you know, we haven't even hit on this, but what, what really stands out about having Karis there to, to handle the ball a little bit more, Malcolm can exert a lot more energy on defense. It's not like he's been bad defensively, but uh, I mean, you can tell that he coasts a lot of games because of how much he has to do offensively, um, allowing him to kind of spend that, the energy that he was able to tonight on Booker was, was huge. Um, and I, I really am hopeful to see that moving forward because I think that only uh, like when, I thought Malcolm played probably the best stretch of defense in his career to start the year over like the first 10 or 11 games when Vic was still playing uh, with Indiana. So it's been uh, that's, that's definitely something I'm hopeful to see moving forward. Yeah. I put that out there. I think when Brogdon drove right at Booker and just like shrugged him off for a left-handed layup, like last week that drive would have been against McCall Bridges and he would not have made that shot or he wouldn't have been able to attempt that easy of a shot because of the, defensive attention that they can just give to Brogdon. And so not only does he not have to exert as much effort offensively because he has an easier matchup, but then he can also exert more effort defensively uh, against potentially a worse player. If, if Lavert steps up and guards somebody else that it's just a whole lot, it's, it's just better for everybody all the way around having a, another starter out there. It's crazy to think about. Yeah. yeah. He just re- 
he really just puts like everybody's just in i think we touched on this with like doug earlier but just it puts everybody in just more of a comfortable role in the role that they were were at the beginning of the season nobody's trying to step up and do more than they normally would it just makes it made, it made a huge difference tonight and hopefully it continues yeah yeah definitely it's a great point and it's uh something we have to monitor moving forward because as much as it uh it makes the it makes a lot more sense, uh, roster, well, not roster wise. It makes a lot more sense for the rotation. Um, like things shore up a lot more with the minutes and, and how things can kind of play out. But now we have a lot less certainty with the roster. Uh, like you're mentioning with Jeremy Lamb, if, if uh, I, I have no idea if the Pacers would have any intention of moving him. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, they KP's open to doing pretty much anything if it makes sense. But, uh, we'll definitely something to monitor because the, uh, the back end of the rotation, the way that that can, uh, can play out moving forward is going to be really interesting, um, especially with the trade deadline coming up in 11 days. Um, and we're ever closer as daylight savings is kicking us in the ass in like what, 20 minutes um, or is it an hour and 20 minutes? I never know how it works. Um, but anyways, guys, do, do you have any closing thoughts before we get out of here? No, don't think so. Just looking forward to Monday in Denver, seeing if we can uh, have a battle of the bigs between Jokic and Sabonis. You mean Miles Turner? Miles, actually, you know, I will say this. Uh, the passing bigs, I should have said. Yeah, Miles played really well on Jokic in that game, uh, about as well Absolutely. as anybody has played against him. So uh, all I'm saying is Rudy Gobert let up 40, Miles let up like 12. So um, that's, <laughs> you know what? That's uh, I send, send the Utah people in my mentions. Uh, actually, I love some of the people who cover Utah. I just can't stand their fans most of the time. But, uh, you know. It is what it is. Guys, thank you for coming on. Uh, you can find Rhett on Twitter at Rhett underscore Bauer. Derek at iPacersBlog. Um, always love having them on and getting to chat with them. Uh, thank you for listening to the Indie Cornrows podcast. Of course, if you haven't already, be sure to go rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. Read us at Indie Cornrows. Most importantly, have a good rest of your day. Thank you for listening.